the social introvert. People are opportunists. They look for a chance for you to fall, but they stay close to you as they're your friend or you're empowered. But as soon as the opportunity comes, and they may help the opportunity by putting somebody, by planting somebody in your situation, and as soon as the time comes where you're down and out, that's when everybody stick their fork in your neck and in your back. But then one day, if you're strong and you overcome your adversity, then it's going to be their turn. But let's see how well they handle it. I don't think that the people that can handle it well as I handle it. They're not as tough as they think they are. Everyone thinks they're a tough guy. They're a big shot. But they're not. Deep down inside. If you strip them down for what they truly are, they're cowards. Because they manipulate and they misuse people. And only cowards do that because they're insecure themselves and their own manhood. I talk to the smallest, wimpiest guy in the world the same way I talk to the biggest, baddest motherfucker. <laughs> To the long way, to the long way, to the long way, to the long way, to the long way home. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am the true life sojourner. Follow the bumper, some burner. Holding the moose in the furnace. Turn up, turn up. Hold me, I'm moving with ease. Follow just blow with the trees. Shine we all up a leaves. Shine we all up a leaves. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Davis. This is episode. 457. You can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else podcasts can be listened to. Go ahead and follow me on social media at I Sid Davis on Instagram and Twitter. I have other social media handles as well. The Instagram podcast page is at the Social Introvert Podcast. Twitter is at Social Intro Pod. You can hop on TikTok and follow me at Isid Davis. Make sure you follow the BYNK official TikTok page, which is at BYNK Radio. So that song that you heard in the beginning is called Alakazam by Mo Ruff. Um, just stumbled onto his music. Don't know about him that much. Pretty dope. A little different. Uh, just came across my algorithm on Instagram. I, I do my best to keep the Instagram algorithm just that anytime I bump into an artist that's I guess promoting their music I swipe up and if you do that depending on what it is like a PDF book or something that come across your your algorithm you can swipe up and then you know the following ads after that will just be nothing but PDF books that you can check out like tips and tricks and shit like that and or anything involving makeup and so on and so forth. But I just make sure, I'm like, look, every time I see an artist, I'm going to make sure I just swipe up, no matter the genre or whatever. I just I want my algorithm of ads to stay just like that. So, yeah, um, that's mainly Instagram, some YouTube here and there. Bandcamp is a big one that I, I go off of sometimes to find music uh, just from, you know, never before heard of artists. The biggest problem is a lot of artists just try to be so mysterious. It's weird. They, they, they try very hard to be mysterious. Like, they don't want people to know about them. Like, I don't know, some Andy Warhol shit. I don't get it. <laughs> You're not Andy Warhol. So, please stop. Just put your stuff out there. Let people discover you. Stop being so secretive. And I'm, I'm a tortured soul. And... I only connect on this type of level. This isn't the right vibe. Like, fam, no. You're not Basquiat. You're not Andy Warhol. You're not introverted like you claim to be. It's like, come on. Just say that 
you're you're socially i don't know i don't want to say socially awkward i feel like that's kind of a diss i don't know but y'all sit and pretend to be so mysterious you don't want the world to know about you you won't take an interview from somebody that really digs deep to find out who you are and what you're about and knows about a bunch of information and your song structure and your creation your whole process but you'll go and talk to some of these people that have a bigger name and bigger numbers and they don't know a damn thing about you like at all like nothing it's weird but let me stop let me stop being messy i'm gonna quit i'm gonna chill out it's been a great week so i'm cooling so barbie barbie is i don't want to say snubbed at the oscars but we can say it got snubbed at the oscars it's i think ryan gosling the only character um that people claim I, I didn't really sit and waste my time to watch the movie like that um they claim he was the standout he was the favorite he was the one who put on the better performance in the movie i kind of believe that it's it's ryan gosling you know <laughs> he's been a he's been in quite a few things where he's given a great performance so i'm not shocked by that at all but you know just privileged white women across the nation are just so angry just angry they feel so oppressed oh my god i can't believe barbie was just snubbed at the oscars and completely ignore ryan gosling's uh, apparent awesome performance in the film in all I, I i don't know um let me go through some tweets i see here this is from ign i ugh, ign jesus Greta Gerwig's Barbie directing snub is the Oscars most depressing. Okay. Um, let me see. I am genuinely, this is from Emmy Award 19. Uh, Emmy, whatever. Okay. I am genuinely feeling depressed over the Barbie Oscar nomination snubs, especially Greta's. Like, what do women have to do in this world to be simply recognized? Um, <laughs> upset that Barbie was snubbed. Who's this fucking pansy? Let me see. Greta getting snubbed for director is ridiculous. The degree of difficulty on Barbie is under discussed. The movie is a disaster in the hands of the 95% of directors, and she made it an instant classic. This is a guy. His name is Craig Horlbeck. Fucking pansy. Listen, man. Okay. I'm going to stop there. I'm not even about to go through the series of tweets because you... The delusion. Okay. I'm not going to get into this whole spiel about the ceasefire, Israel, Gaza Strip conflict with Hamas and, and the Palestinians. I'm, none of that. Through the, the, the plethora of movies that I had watched last year, okay, there were only a few that I was just impressed by. That's the Super Mario Brothers movie, which... To me, honestly, came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, shit, Illumination is doing something. Super Mario, you know, that they released that poster. And I'm like, this is real. Movie came out. Loved it. Um, I wish wish they did a little more with Super Mario Brothers. But, you know, that's cool. If they do a sequel, that's... I'm, I'm here for it. They're trying to... I think they're trying to build a universe and build up to like a uh, Super Smash Brothers type of thing. That would be kind of cool. Just take your time. And I think the next I think the next project Illumination's trying to do is Star Fox. Can't wait for that. That shit's going to be fire. I already I don't even need to worry about it. I think Star Fox is going to be great. Um 
John Wick 4. That was a build-up. That was one I was really, really, really anticipating. Um, there's a couple of other movies out there, like very uh, indie, low-key movies that were awesome. Um, even the fan films, the Never Hike Alone 2, which was a, uh, a YouTube fan film, Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees. It's supposed to finish the Tommy Jarvis and Jason Voorhees story. That was awesome. Uh, the Jester was another movie. The Jester is based on a short film that I saw on YouTube some years ago. And now they have a full-length feature film on Amazon Prime. And then we get all the way down to the bottom. All the way to the end of the year. For a movie. A Japanese foreign movie to just come in and say, I'm shutting all this shit down. Godzilla minus one. Okay. And I keep talking about it. People are like, why does he keep talking about Godzilla? Like, what's the big deal? Most people think automatically they're 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 really not gonna pay attention to it. They they see this giant lizard attacking the fucking city and thinks it, it, it's probably some bigger threat. No, it's none of that. He's the threat. He is literally the threat. And that's that's what made it great, because it's back to the basics. All they did was take what worked with Godzilla originally and, you know, kind of pushed away things that didn't kind of work and things throughout the years that seem a little corny and say, okay, we're going to make this shit damn near like a horror movie. <laughs> like, we going to have you terrified. And that's what they did. And it was, uh, people keep saying it was a $15 million budget and it was, it was just revealed that they did this maybe around like nine or 10 million. With special effects that look like that. That small of a budget. Currently right now. I think they've already crossed over the $100 million uh, worldwide. <laughs> they, they, they've, they've broken the record. So most people are like, well, that's not that much money. It flopped at the box office. And I'm like, no. Um, it, made, it made way over than what it was really supposed to do. And I don't understand why y'all think... That just because a movie has this uh, 70 to 100 to 2 to 300 million dollar budget that is a success. That doesn't mean anything. Do you know what a movie has to do with a budget that large? They have to make over a billion. Yes, Barbie financially was a success. It had some critical acclaim. Some people really didn't care for it like that. But hey, it, it had financial and critical acclaim from its audience. Okay. That's all that it is. Just because it made a lot of money does not mean that it's deserving of a fucking Oscar nod. Like, Ryan Gosling got it. Let it go. That's the end of that. My point to all of this is, how do y'all let one movie, just this Jap this low-key-ass Japanese foreign film come in and say, Hey, I'm going to shut all this shit down. Hold my beer. I'll be back. With little time, it was. It's only been in theaters. Let me see. What's today's date? Today's date is the the thirtieth. It's leaving theaters officially February first. That it's ending its U.S. run. So the release date was December first. It's been in theaters, creeping up on two months, and it's that much of a success. And I know y'all are rooting for Margot Robbie. I don't think Margot Robbie is that. Great. I don't think she's that great of an actress, man. Like, let it the fuck go. Now, oh, man, she she really killed that Harley Quinn role. Okay. 
Suicide Squad is still shit. Both of them. Both of them. Still trash. Margot Robbie is not that great of an actress. Y'all have to just stop. Let it go. Anytime y'all bring up this damn movie, y'all want to bring up fucking Oppenheimer. Was Oppenheimer really a good movie? Yes, Oppenheimer was a good movie. Did it need to be three hours? No, not really. I don't ever really care about the duration of a film. Like, shit, if it's that... If, hell, y'all complain about the duration of movies and had the audacity to sit y'all goofy asses down for Avengers Endgame. It was over 20 years builder. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Who gives a damn? Just watch... If you don't want to watch a movie that's three hours, just don't watch it, bro. Like, just don't freaking watch it. Yes, Oppenheimer was great. No, it wasn't really praising of what Oppenheimer did. It was it was it mainly focused on the starting of what they were attempting to do and then the guilt that came afterwards. The responsibility of him building what he built and the mass hysteria it caused. That's what Oppenheimer is about. It's not like this it's not like with these these past movies like what's that John Dillinger movie with with Johnny Depp um Public Enemies in a way you could say it was idolizing, you know, John Dillinger or the Bonnie and Clyde shit. You know, they, they got a million of those idolizing Bonnie and Clyde's bullshit and so on and so forth. Right. But y'all sit here and get outraged and just come up with dumb fucking questions or talking points. Like, I don't know why Oppenheimer is a thing. Why is this a movie? Like, without even knowing what the fuck it was. It's directed by Christopher Nolan. Like, by default, Christopher Nolan, okay, it's a definite. The movie's going to be great. No one's going to sit here with a straight damn face and say that Christopher Nolan has a bad movie. And please don't say Dark Knight Rises. Please don't fucking say that because Dark Knight Rises was good. People are just upset because of what happened to Heath Ledger. That's all that it is. I'm done nerding out. I'm done bitching and complaining. People are just screaming and complaining and crying about the dumbest shit in the world and getting outraged for no reason. For no reason. Yeah, let's get upset and cry and bitch and complain about a movie that wasn't even all worth the damn getting somewhat snubbed at the Oscars. But let's not focus on the other fantastic fucking movies that came out that are nominated. Like, y'all not even paying attention to, what's her name, from um, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Lily Gladstone. Great movie, by the way. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was awesome. But I guess it only matters when... I, I, I don't fucking know. I just stand on the outside looking in. And all I see is a bunch of people screaming and yelling and complaining about shit that doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'm just... <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. Just be happy that Godzilla Minus One is not up for Best Picture. Because, arguably, um, I w <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. For the people that ain't seen it, man, damn. Yeah, the movie should be up for Best Picture. But it's up for Best Visual Effects. And for a budget that was as little as, a little less than, or about $10 million, that is impressive. Super impressive. I don't know what the hell Toho Studios is doing. Impressive. Get over it. You know what? And also the the amount of superhero movies that should have been up all those years getting nominated and winning the awards 
continuously got snubbed again and again and again and again. We didn't complain. We just say, well, damn, that shit should be up for, you know, for an Oscar. I thought for sure The Dark Knight, <laughs> after seeing The Dark Knight, I was like, I don't know, fam. This might be up for the best picture. But, of course, they weren't going to. I think deep down they probably knew. They knew how great it was, but it was like, yeah. Now we'll just go ahead and uh, I believe the award had went to Gary Oldman or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, which he was great in. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, downplay that. Dark Knight should have been up for Best Picture. I'm bitching and complaining about it. I just say, hey, look, the Dark Knight is fucking fantastic. There's no denying it, and I ain't tripping. I just know, or the general consensus of the movie is that people really enjoy it. So I'm going to go ahead and get into some new music, excuse me, and uh, come back on the other side and and talk about how unhinged our president is, because this this man is crazy. Anyway, uh, this is a brand new single from an artist by the name of, let me pull his name up, by the name of Farr, F-A-R-R. And uh, never, like I said, these are, I'm trying to go for like newer artists or never before heard of or artists that I have not come across yet. Just to, you know, have something very fresh and new on the podcast. But this song is called Doom Gloom. Check it out. The Social Introvert. Once again, that's Doom Gloom by far. It's a brand new single. You can check it out on all music streaming platforms. Pretty dope. I definitely want to take some time to check his back catalog. Uh, I I really like this joint. This is one of the ones that I had on repeat. And uh, there's also another, not song, but it's an album by Canadian artist Ecstasy. He does, you know, pop punk, alternative, synth wave type music like that 
but he dropped his debut, self-titled Ecstasy, and um, the album has had me in a definite chokehold because I like music like that anyway. The very uh, indie pop, uh, low-key, I don't know, like shoegaze, alternative rock shit with the, the distant vocals with a bunch of reverb on it. I, I really enjoy music like that. Uh, man, and I'm thinking the entire time when he was dropping these projects, those were albums, and he's classifying them as mixtapes, which is cool. You know, this is original music is great. But yeah, this is his debut album and uh, self-titled Ecstasy. And yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It is, let me see, it's 13 tracks. And check him out. The Kid Lowry is on there. Trippy Red is on the album. And I love it. Like I, I've been a fan of his music for a minute anyway. So, yeah, check him out. It's available on all music streaming platforms. I did check out uh, Benny the Butcher's Def Jam album. The, the, the one that has been highly anticipated called Everybody Can't Go. I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Um, I have thoughts. Uh, I know that it was <laughs> news came out that Benny was like, this is going to be the best Def Jam debut since DMX's is dark and hell is hot. It's only been out a few days too fucking early to even determine that or to even say, hmm, is this, is this really better than it's dark and hell is hot? It's dark and hell is hot came out what? 96. So <laughs> damn near 20 years. We damn near on creeping up on 20 years of that album. And I don't know. I don't want to sit here and just say that and say, yeah, man, this this Benny the Butcher album is just huh, move out the way, DMX. Like, nah. And honestly, I need a list. I need to go ahead and make a list of albums from It's Dark and Hell is Hot all the way up to now. Just to see, I want to want to make a comparison because there's arguably, I would say there might have been better albums, if I remember correctly, that were on par with DMX's debut, if not slightly better. So, yeah, Benny the Butcher making that claim was kind of dope, and it got me excited. Like I said, I listened to the album. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Now, creepy Uncle Joe. Uh, <laughs> Creepy Uncle Joe says he's going to take all necessary actions to defend our troops after drone strike by Iran-backed group kills three U.S. troops in Jordan. I'm going to read this article. Breaking news. Three U.S. Army soldiers were killed and more than 30 service members were injured in a drone attack overnight on a small U.S. outpost in Jordan. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's just the way that I'm reading. Uh, this is the first time that U.S. troops have been killed in crossfire since the beginning of the Gaza war. U.S. officials believe the drone strike was launched by an Iran-backed group during Joe Biden's speech in South Carolina. He stated, we had a tough day last night in the Middle East. We lost three brave souls in an attack on one of our bases, he said. After the moment of silence, Biden added, and we shall respond. In a written statement, Biden said that the United States will hold all those responsible to account at a time in a manner of our choosing. 
Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, we will take all necessary actions to defend the United States, our troops, and our interests. This nigga is unhinged. Okay? You won't say anything about the ceasefire. You won't. Like, we, you won't. Three of our U.S. troops, and don't take this the wrong way, but please, on everything that is good on this earth, may their souls rest in peace. All condolences go out to their families. But for you to not say a damn word, just nothing. Crickets. This happens, and... Oh shit, we gotta retaliate. Okay, yeah, we gotta we gotta man the man the stations and shit like that. It's like, come on, fam. And I know some of y'all really like Creepy Uncle Joe. Y'all like him because of uh, him being vice president at one point under Barack Obama, and you know that was a thing. And they were buddy buddy old pals, and you know that that was a moment for y'all, you know. But um, I'm I'm not so moved. I, I have not been moved for a long time. This is a nigga that's just grown up with his father that's a, a conspiracy theorist and just very uh, paranoid about the powers that be. So listening to him talk and say certain things kind of made me search on my own and just like, oh, shit, this is a lot of this stuff is scary. <laughs> Maybe my pops is right because this shit is insane. And then to see in real time as a full grown adult. All of it unfold in real time is like, damn, um, what are we going to do? I'm literally living in a timeline where everything is happening to fall apart, where I'm trying to like <laughs> be the greatest at what I'm, I'm trying to do. And that's how everybody feels, right? You know, it's, it's we're, we're all trying to, you know, get by and do great things. And it's just all the shit that's happening right now. It's just like, why does all of this shit have to pop off in the middle of us? trying to be great uh you know our careers and our you know side hustles and you know we're in the era where there's an extreme high of a percentage of people becoming millionaires day by day it's it's insane and then like it's the the financial situation of our economy is questionable just everything's questionable hell but you as the world leader shouldn't be able to sit here and get to pick and choose what you have to respond to. Like, yeah, it, okay, we lost our three of our U.S. troops, okay? But damn, like I'm sitting here watching this Palestinian and Israeli conflict, not every day, but every other day. I can't bear to watch more of that news and coverage. It is too damn much. It is way too much. But uh, they're... The Israeli military is now, you know, crossing into other places, Man, like Beirut, Myanmar, and stuff like that. And now it's they're they're taking it a step further. You gave them an inch, now they're going to take a mile. They're only doing that to provoke the U.S. And their their thing is, oh well, the the Hamas leaders are in Beirut and Egypt and blah da 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 da. And I don't believe that. I think they're doing that because they're saying, let's see how far we could take it. You're not saying shit. You ain't going to do shit. So we'll continue to cause more chaos just to provoke the U.S. And then if you get a rise out of the U.S., who knows what's going to happen. And in my belief, I said it before, China steps in. 
China's the threat. People are worried about, oh, what Russia and North Korea. Like, no, don't worry about them. China's the bigger threat. China is the threat that I don't think nobody won't smoke with. And, <laughs> and I think that's what they're trying to do is to provoke us to get involved in this. And I guess that's leading to our president, Creepy Uncle Joe, just not calling a ceasefire. It's just his hands are tied. You know, there's speculations that China owns the U.S. and ain't shit that he could do about it. When I don't even think it's speculation. I think I'm under the impression that it's true. But yeah, it's it's a huge mess. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared. Of course, I'm scared. I'm scared for those people out there that had to suffer through that. And it's it's confusing because I'm like, why is it any of like our world leaders like why isn't anyone saying anything it's like people are just sitting with their hands under their asses in a chair and just saying oh we ain't got nothing to do with that it's out of our hands like no do something but yeah it, it makes me sad and i can't watch shit like that so my overall hypothesis consensus whatever you want to call it is that creepy uncle joe is just fucking unhinged and it doesn't help that it doesn't help that we keep getting footage of this man blabbering or blubbering his words and just not making full, complete sentences. It just, I'm like, what what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And it, no one's really talking about the issues that are going on. And they're so worried about President Trump. I'm like, hey, President Trump can't do no worse than what's happening right now. I guarantee it. It, it can't get any worse. How worse could it really get? Like, come on now. I don't even <laughs> I don't even think he's gonna cause that much of an issue getting reelected. Uh what Ron DeSantis dropped out of the presidential race, so and he's in the lead. So it's almost like who else do we have to step in and actually make a difference and to uh <laughs> you know, bring us together to a compromise and say, okay. Yeah, we're going to go with this guy. This is going to be our president. Or, man, it, we are in some shit. We are in the most deranged and macabre basket case ever. And maybe I'm like over-exaggerating. Don't know. I don't even know what to make of it. I'm just trying to get by and I'm just trying to do and enjoy the shit that I love to do. But damn, damn, it's this phone. Maybe it's the maybe it's the phone. Maybe it really is true. Social media might be a public health hazard. And uh, New York City mayor has declared that social media is, in fact, a public health hazard. Mayor Adams was getting ready to make his state uh, annual state of the state address. And one of the new programs that he mentioned is kind of making a little bit of history and certainly stirring up a little bit of a buzz. The mayor officially declared social media use a health hazard for young people, making New York City the first city in the nation to do so. The challenge now is actually coming up with a plan that might make a difference in how many young people use social media. Social media is a public health crisis and it is a toxin, a digital toxin, in the same way that public health fights other kinds of toxins like tobacco, cigarettes, um, and um, environmental toxins. There is a public health playbook that we're going to put into play. And today's advisory is the beginning of that process by 
raising the alarm. And that's the New York City Health Commissioner, Dr. Ashwin Vasan. He also happens, uh, he says that this all coincides with some new safety updates mm. by Meta. In particular, these are for Instagram. Yeah. yeah, so Meta owns Facebook and Instagram. Instagram in particular is what a lot of the young people use. Mm -hmm. And these updates include turning off the teen's ability to receive direct messages. Those DMs that mm -hmm. you hear about from Which people they don't follow. Right, or are connected totally to. So some sense. random stranger can't right. just hit them you up. You don't want that. In the DM. Of right. course not. Also. Currently, adults over 19 can't DM teens who don't follow them, but now Meta says no one, regardless of their age, will be able to DM a teen who doesn't follow them by default. Should have always been. And finally, starting today, parents using Instagram's parental supervision tools will be prompted to approve or deny teenagers' requests to change their default safety and privacy settings to a less strict state rather than just being notified of the change they actually have the ability to this you know last summer this raised a lot of concern with the u.s surgeon general raising red flags with social media use in teenagers because 95 percent of teenagers almost all teenagers use some form of social media we right. know that one in three almost constantly they're mm -hmm. always on the mm -hmm. phone mm -hmm. but i said this morning and i think maybe, i don't know if you guys would agree it starts with the parents Right? I mean, because we we're, we're right. just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It definitely does, but there are there are gimmicks, and we all know it, to keep you online. And while we may be able to turn the phone and put it down, I think young people who but, are not as aware to it cannot. But can they? Because I see even adults that right. have a hard time. So then try to factor that in to have an adolescent mind. That's really Look, tough. We just need to be more aware. This brand new technology, we just threw it into children's hands and, and didn't pay any attention to what it does or what it doesn't do. So now hopefully we'll start paying attention. Some barriers to the ease and the access that strangers have to these children, that is essential. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that is a good move. Glad to see it happening now on the local level as well. To me, it's a point that's being made. It's a very valid point, but I'm not going to just sit here and blame this inanimate object, this digital thing. And what you have to do is ultimately come to terms, take some accountability and say, it's the people. It's, it's just the people. Social media, in my honest opinion, is the greatest thing ever made. And I'm just shocked at how advanced this is. This is incredible because you can do so many things with it. People are becoming very wealthy and rich off of this. They're able to take care of their families and, and do various things, create content, connect with people globally. And, you know, the word content, honestly, is used too loosely because what is content truly? Well, I can tell you what content is, but the shit that y'all will try to pile on and also call it content is just like, no, nah, get that shit out of here. That, no, no, that's not content. <laughs> and y'all know where I'm going with this, but whatever. It's, I'll leave it alone. But maybe, just maybe this thing is a public health hazard it could possibly be i've already said it before and i'm like i don't think we're supposed to take in this influx of news like this like this there's way too much going on you know you got the the, the early morning news then you got the six o'clock news then depending on who your folks are the type of household you stay in and who's there they might be watching goddamn <laughs> one of the live news channels on streaming, rather be on Pluto or or the the Roku live channels or 
maybe you, one of the YouTube lives, CNN and C-SPAN and shit like that. And then you hop on social media and then they're also the same outlets are reporting these things. But then there's also extra outlets that are releasing real-time footage of current events that are going on. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, what, what is this? Maybe it, it, maybe it is a public health hazard. I would think so. Uh, <laughs> what the phone is made of, our phones, and, you know. Some of the materials, lithium batteries, you know, this it, it cause a lot of uh, very. It can cause a lot of internal damage. I mean, our laptops, our iPads. It, this could go in so many different ways, but uh, it could possibly be. Personally, do I think it's a public health hazard? Not really. It all boils down to throughout history and, and years of things that have created. Um, in the wrong hands, it could be something very devastating and harmful. In the right hands, you know, <laughs> people creating generational wealth. So it's the, the weighing of the scales. You don't, you don't know. It's, it's, it's up in the air. But our New York City mayor is saying, hey, no, nah, this is a public health hazard. And there seem to be a lot of... Uh, news outlets and you know the anchors they are in agreement that this yes is a public health hazard but you know how that goes you know, propaganda whatever <laughs> who knows man uh yeah i just i like to podcast and record and and put it out and yeah i'm i am blessed to connect with the people that i've connected with like everyone that is in this podcast community that I've connected with, I appreciate y'all. I was at a, it was, it was at a point in my life where I'm like, man, ain't shit going right. I'm home. I get up, I go to work, come back and I'm just sitting there. I'm not doing anything and blase, blase, ain't nothing happening. And then I just, I'm like, you know what? Let me, let, let me record something. Let me create something. And then damn, here we are. And, um, it, to me, has a lot of it has worked out in its favor when it comes to social media not exactly where i want to be but uh for the most part yeah everything that has happened so far uh people that i've interacted with and continue to interact with it's been great so who knows i, I think it's you got to look at the younger generation that are losing their way at this point like we're at a point now where Gen Z's complaining about damn near creeping up, turning in their mid-20s, close to 30s now. They are, for some reason, terrified. Uh, there is also, I think it's propaganda, but Gen Z claims to be aging rapidly. And hey, kids, that's what fucking happens when you're being bogged down by society. And all of these things, are, this, this is what adulthood is. It will age you if you do not know how to harness this well. If you have zero balance and you just you continue to pay attention to the shit that bogs you down instead of trying to kind of weigh the scales, it, it'll mess you up, man. It will age you real quick. Uh, a lot of the pain that you probably dealt with in your childhood, let it go because it, it will age you. You, <laughs> you will get deeply depressed about 
certain things that you went through and why certain things never worked out and you can't be looking at it that way maybe that is the reason why you think you're aging rapidly or you feel like you're so stressed out and being bogged down it's all about balance bro like trust me <laughs> look trust me someone that has lived through it and i'm pretty much I, I speak for a lot of other people this shit is hard but but it gets better it really does it gets better so yeah man we you just gotta balance it out and not let the uh the horrors and the the terror of the world control you man because that that's literally what it sounds like you're just letting the horrible shit weigh you down don't let it weigh you down at all and like my grandpa told me my grand my granddad he said hey because i was i was an angry kid i was a mean person like just terrible just mad at everything hate everything and i'm, I'm still kind of like that way you know i think everything is trash <laughs> but i was like that my granddad said hey fam you can't fight them all you can't kill them all let that shit go relax and yeah he was right uh, rest in peace i love you but yeah it, it, he was right anyway let's move on from that i want to talk about <laughs> the Nicki minaj and this Meg the Stallion shit, man. This, what is happening? What is going on? Hey, this reminds me. You know what? Hold on. Let me let me relax. Bring myself back down because I'm up here. I need to bring myself a little, you know, down a little bit. I'm up at eleven. Had a Red Bull. Uh, okay. The radio uh, phone call. The Breakfast Club phone call from Meg the Stallion. This reminds me so much of the rappers back in the day at hot 97 and i was happy i was cheesing i was like i felt very bubbly and and gooey on the inside like i was so happy this is like the papoose and fat joe shit and cassidy all of that back in the day the locks and 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 rockefeller that i'm like oh shit she's really calling into the radio station to address the bullshit. Oh my goodness. But whatever. Okay. Megan Thee Stallion drops hiss. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I won't do that again. Um, It sounds very incoherent. I can't make out what she's saying exactly. The beat trash. And it made... It made me queasy. Like, it was something about it that just made me feel very queasy. And I was sick to my stomach, fam. Like, just, I don't know. I had to lay down. I felt nauseous. But she won't on beat. And y'all be like, man, you tripping, bro. That shit was hard, man. Just wait till that album drop. That shit was boo-boo trash. It was butt. Okay. Now, Nicki Minaj was previewing a song called Bigfoot was supposed to be produced by juicy j juicy j kind of like hey uh-uh you, you're not attacking a houston native can't use my beat i'm not giving you authorization to use my beat so nikki can no longer use the beat that was originally meant for bigfoot <laughs> i'll get into the bigfoot shit in a second but then a day later uh, I don't know. People keep up with the shit that I just think that does not matter. I don't know how y'all do it. 
I don't have that much time in the world. Beyonce seemed to unfollow Nicki Minaj because of the recent goings on of the Nicki and Meg beef. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? Why do we need to know that? I don't care either way. I just want to hear some bars. Bigfoot drops. And initially, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, why is there like a hashtag of Bigfoot in all caps? I didn't know a damn thing. I click on the hashtag. Because I'm thinking, at first, I watch a lot of these these weird documentaries sometimes. Because, you know, a lot of our sitcoms and our drama TV shows, a lot of it sucks. So I need to look for, like, cool shit. Like, weird documentaries and anime to entertain myself. But whatever. I'm thinking this is like some type of special or documentary or show of people who were still trying to track down Bigfoot. And I'm like, you know what? Let me take a look. What is this about? Fam, I clicked on that fucking hashtag and was crying laughing. I was like, no, she didn't. Like, come on, Nikki. Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening? And this is like before I initially knew anything that was really going on and I you know caught up to speed she drops the diss track boy man oh man oh man and she dropped it look Nicki Minaj dropped this shit like a maxi single we got this song in its entirety of whoever it's produced by the beats trash beat beat garbage garbage <laughs> and then track number two if you, you know wherever you're on Spotify title we have an acapella version of this song, of the lyrics or whatever, I don't know, fam, I saw a tweet, the tweet popped up, Cole Jackson himself, one half of government name, Cole Jackson was like, fam, regardless of it being an acapella, you can still hear the original beat in the background, I said, oh, hell no, it's not even in, it's not in lossless quality, like, it's not clear, <laughs> I'm sitting here having the time of my life, I was having a ball in my room, just chilling, cracking up, fam, I listened to that dance. Even on title, I listened to the acapella version. I was like, oh my goodness. You can still hear the original beat. And you could tell the original beat, this would have hit harder. But with this new beat, or whatever, I don't know. You know, it's, it's kind of good in a sense. Not to get too off track. It's kind of good in a sense because it gives anybody who produces the opportunity to take that and use a different beat. And maybe the the response comes out better than what it initially was supposed to do with this whack-ass beat that she used. But this diss overall was mainly just the the, the regular uh, shit that... The, the, the very easy jabs to go for at Meg the Stallion. It, it was obvious. Of course, Tori was mentioned. Of course, you know, hey, hence the, the name of the song, Bigfoot, referring to uh, being shot in the foot and telling her that Basically, she's lying, and it was the regular shit that you probably see, or that we have seen since 2020 on Twitter. And I was like, okay, um, this this is really going nowhere. This is kind of just, you know, cheap jabs, you know, that any old regular degular person could make on social media. And then we get to the end of the damn song. I got very very uncomfortable i don't know what that feeling was it did not set right with my spirit and i'm not trying to joke i'm not trying to troll but the ending did not sit right with me and i'm like 
what the hell? And I'm not going to sit here and, and insert any of the clips or, or the acapella version of it. I just, I don't know. And I, it might get flagged, whatever. But I, I'm not, okay, the whole Meg and Tori situation, y'all have heard me say what I had to say about it a bunch of times. And I stand on what I said, okay? It is what it is. But with Nikki, I'm like, it's just cheap jabs that she's throwing out. And she sounds very sporadic and just unhinged and all over the place. And like, what are you doing? And she's like, I got more coming. Like, if you decide to. She was just saying all types of wild shit to her, too. Like, glass fragment foot ass bitch and just all types of shit. And I can tell you got an evil spirit. What type of blah, 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 blah. And it just. I knew something was wrong with you whenever you decided to sleep with your homegirls, man. Just weird shit, and you talking over this. It was like reminiscent of the Nas song on um, on 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 Magic Two, where Fifty did that little weak ass six to eight bar verse, and he just started talking. That's what it reminded me of a little bit. It was just odd to me. I'm like, well, if you just putting out a diss track. With cheap ass jabs, and you saying that there's more on the way. Why don't you just just drop a EP of you just slandering her? Just do that. This is a beef. Go ahead and do what you got to do. But I don't know, man. All I all I saw was the damn Bigfoot hashtag. Thinking we was getting a new documentary, I was like, oh shit, nigga, they did, what? Somebody found Bigfoot? I was hyped. And this is what we got. And still hilarious, but honestly, it it's a waste of time. And then to add on to that even further, like I said, Nikki sounding sporadic and unhinged. It just sounded like somebody that suffered from a dissociative identity disorder. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to poke fun or, or talk shit about people who suffer with DID, but um yeah. It, it, it sounded like that. Overall, both the songs was trash. Both of them was trash. None of it was good. And I, I know Hiss isn't a diss, necessarily. Or is it? I don't fucking know. I don't even know what Meg was saying half the time. Just didn't sound right. Just very odd and awkward and offbeat, bro. Like, nah, fam. This, this ain't hitting on nothing. The one person I want to hear from this year is Pusha T because he's been he's been too quiet he's been way too quiet Jim Jones still running his mouth I can out rap anybody in my from my era for 100k I dare you to challenge me I think <laughs> Jim Jones got a few good projects out since Wasted Talent what, what year did Wasted Talent come out 2018 or 2019 somewhere around there from wasted talent on forward, he's dropped stellar projects, and since then his head got too big. Hey, you, you got more work to do, Jim. Get back in the stew. Just get back in the stew. Shut the hell up. Cause look, you, you nah, you're not a route. You you're not out rapping the worst rapper from Dipset, and the worst rapper from Dipset is either Jaja or Bezel. Um, for people who are Dipset fanatics, you know who I'm talking about. Niggas was garbage, but. Yeah, whatever. That wraps this episode up for me. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to episode 547. Real quick, shout out to the John Effect Podcast, 12 Cow Podcast, Random Tandem, Tackless Note All, Two Awkward Millennials, Conversation Con Artists, Stakes is Hot Podcast, and of course, I can't forget about the BYNK family. Shout out to Governing Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. Shout out to Rain Coleman over there at the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. And shout out to Whitney Janae of the Sex with Friends Podcast. Also, shout out to our BYNK blog content creators. I'm also a blog content creator. You can go to bynkradio.net. Go to the lifestyle section. Scroll down to You See Grown Man Shit with Robin Mortal. Jasmine Blue by Jasmine Blue. And yours truly, Social Introvert. We currently have a brand new podcast. We just started a brand new show called Inappropriate Discourse. You can watch this podcast via YouTube, BYNK Content Network. Just go to the search bar on YouTube, type in BYNK Content Network, and you can watch the first three episodes on YouTube. Um, It is a podcast slash game show. Very just... How we, you know, just came up with it out of thin air like that. Take that, Hollywood. We we just coming up with shit on the fly. Just, and it's and it's working out pretty well. Like, I, I fucking love it. I'm, I'm having a blast. But uh, you can check out Inappropriate Discourse. It is myself, Rain Coleman, and Shogun and Cole Jackson of Government Name Podcast, Forming Like Voltron, to bring you one awesome show. So make sure you check it out. Also... Every Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, Cole Jackson hosts a radio show powered by BYNK Radio called Thursday Night Lights. Once again, every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, make sure you go to BYNKRadio.net and just stay at the top of the page at the header, press play, have yourself a good time. And if you just want to listen on your phone, go to your app store, download Radio King. It's an app. Once it's downloaded, just go into the search bar, type in BYNK Radio. And make sure you hit the heart, favorite it, so you know every time whenever, you know, you want to go into the Radio King app or you get ready to listen to it, it's there for you to listen to, like, at the drop of a dime. If you miss the original time slot for the Thursday Night Lights airing, you can listen to it again. Replays are on Saturday at 12 p.m. noon Central Time. So, yeah, if you missed it Thursday, you can catch it on Saturday. And also, Social Introvert and BYNK Radio have linked up to drop a monthly soundtrack playlist that you can listen to on Spotify. Uh, The links are in the bio. Everything that I've mentioned so far, you can just check it in my bio at uh, the Social Introvert Podcast on Instagram or at Davis. Just click on the link tree, scroll down, everything will be there for you to... Uh, look for and enjoy at your leisure Uh, so far we have august through december's playlist available so all the music that you heard that you listened to on each episode throughout the month will be in the form of a playlist it's a it's a way for you to just you know i guess discover their back catalog to jump down a rabbit hole and discover related artists or artists that sound like them just to you know kind of get away from the regular thing that i guess you're used to if you don't want to continue to listen to the top 40 hits um just check out the social introvert soundtrack playlist on spotify the link is in the bio enjoy yourselves and uh 
when you find these artists, man, keep pushing them out, man. Let them know that you are a fan and you like what you're hearing. It'll just it'll continue to motivate them more, cause it's a lot of them that get discouraged off of this shit, cause this is is hard, you know. Like, can, imagine just putting shit out continuously day after day after day, and it's just like there's no motion at all. So make sure that if you like what you're hearing, push it. Get other people on it. So with that being said, have a great week. Have an even better weekend. Take care of each other. Most importantly, take care of yourselves. And I will be back tomorrow. Peace. The Social Introvert. Most Americans are the same as the British. Well, our food supply is poison. Yeah. It was yeah. taken over by one group of people, and they own the rights to the seeds and all of that type of stuff, and they forced out all of these farmers. If their seeds blew onto their property, they could sue them for using their seeds, and the media just ignored all of that because they get paid by them. That's sort of what is going on globally, is everybody is, is just choosing money on the bag, as fucking kids say nowadays. Um, that's what the problem is. Nobody is, uh, you know, everybody's screaming and yelling about shit that doesn't matter, like stand-up comedians. They'll, they'll yell about that, but they won't talk about literally people uh, poisoning their own countrymen. I mean, they should be fucking put to death for what they did. There you go. There's a hot take. <laughs> BYK Radio.